Hey everyone, it's Beth McCord with your Enneagram Coach, the podcast. And it's here where we're going to help you guys to discover yourselves with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Because even though the Enneagram is an amazing tool, it is the gospel that transforms us. What we have for you at Your Enneagram Coach is a lot of different resources to take you through different steps in learning about the Enneagram and using it in your everyday life. There's Discovering You, where we're going to help you to understand what the Enneagram is and how to use it, plus an overview of all nine types. That's a great place to start. Once you find your type, you want to dive into Exploring You. This is an online coaching course where I'm going to take you through five coaching sessions so that you can really get to know your type, but have a real clear path for growth. And for those of you that are in marriage and you want to become your best selves together, we have a coaching course called Becoming Us. And in fact, there are 45 of these courses, all for all 45 couple types. We'll take you through lots of really great modules to help you to understand why the two of you get stuck but how you guys can get unstuck and have an amazing relationship together. And for those of you that want to be a certified Enneagram coach, we have got the coaching course for you called Become an Enneagram Coach. And so in this bonus episode, we're going to focus on type twos, understanding why they think, feel, and behave in particular ways. And this, we hope, will help you to understand twos better, to have compassion empathy and grace for the type twos in your life, especially if you are a type two yourself. And so the first thing that we want to do is focus in on the core motivations for the type two, because that's where everything hinges is the core motivations. See, we have a core fear. This is what we're running away from or trying to avoid. We have a core desire, the thing we're trying to obtain. Then we have a core weakness. Now, This is like our Achilles heel, our thorn in our side. This trips us up all the time and shows that we are absolutely dependent on Christ to overcome it. But we call it the core weakness because God is strong and his grace is sufficient for us in our weakness, right? But then we also have a core longing. And this longing is the message our heart has always longed to hear. And I'm going to also show you how Christ satisfies this core longing, which really is like a master key that unlocks real transformation and deep growth. So let's dive in for type two, our supportive advisors. Now, the type two's core fear is the fear of being rejected, unwanted, thought worthless, needy, insufficient, dispensable, insignificant, and unworthy of being loved. What they desire is to be appreciated, loved, and wanted. Now, their core weakness is pride. And the pride of a two is where they deny their own needs and emotions, and they focus their amazing intuition to discover and focus on the feelings and needs of others, which then Once they know other people's needs and feelings, which they have, again, that amazing intuition, they confidently insert their helpful support in hopes that others will say how grateful they are and how thoughtful that their care was. 
So the twos think it's a give to get system. They so want to feel loved and appreciated and needed, but they think they have to give, serve, do for others in order to get that. And so that is where the twos, when they walk into a room, they're going to focus in on naturally other people's needs and emotions. And then they're going to kind of beeline to those that have the greatest needs in the room. And one of the reasons why they're going to do that is if they focus on themselves, then others might see that and might think of it as being selfish. And if someone thinks they're selfish, they might be rejected. And that is their greatest fear. So they try to not focus on themselves, but solely focus on the needs of others and help in some form or fashion. On top of that, in hopes that others will see it, appreciate them, love them, and notify them outwardly on how great it was for them. That really makes the twos feel loved. But what they long to hear is that you are wanted and loved. Now here's the greatest news, twos, is that Christ satisfies this core longing. See, all of us are trying to get our core longing satisfied in one form or another. We try to get it maybe from our friends, maybe a spouse or a boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe our kids, our parents, our workplace, you name it. We're trying so hard to get this satisfied on earth, but nothing on earth can fully satisfy us. But Christ knew that and he came to deliver it for us and complete it for us. So type twos, you long to hear again that you are wanted and loved. But the greatest news is that Christ satisfies it in these ways. See, type two, you are loved unconditionally. I know that's a hard word, right? unconditionally. Again, you feel that it is a give to get system. I must give, serve, help in order to be loved and appreciated and wanted. But with Christ, that is not true. In fact, we could never on this side of heaven do anything that warrants him to love us. In fact, all that we added was more debt with our sin. Now, in Romans 5, 8, it says that while we were sinners, Christ came for us. See, he knew we couldn't do anything on our behalf to offer anything truly to him that could save us or, or, or get love from him. But he came for us anyway, with his unconditional love. He sacrificed everything for you because he wanted you. He loved you. He is the hound of heaven type twos, and you cannot get away from his love. He hunts you down and wraps you with his love, with his pursuit of you. And that is so comforting for the two. And so what this can do for you type twos is it helps you to move forward in the growth pattern for the type two, which is becoming more like Christ in the way Christ has designed you uniquely. He's not calling you to be a four or a six or a nine or a five. He's calling you to reflect him in the beautiful ways he has created you. And so when you rest in the fact that you are his beloved child and that his love for you 
is not based on anything that you do, but based on solely of who you are in him, that changes everything. And so this realization that you are perfectly loved and wanted by Christ and that he showed it and completed it, this will loosen this kind of grip that needing to be needed has on you. See, you can let it go because you're already loved. You're already cared for. You are already connected and in full relationship with Jesus Christ. This allows your heart's to just rest, to be nurtured, to be cared for. And when you allow yourself to be nurtured by him, you will be so charged up and so filled up that you can give real genuine care to others without needing them to give anything back to you. It's without strings attached. And that is the most remarkable place for twos to be. See twos, we want you to be that caring, loving person But a lot of times when you're not fully aware of how loved you are and cherished you are in Christ, you feel that you have to do in order to get, and you expect and need others to give that appreciation and support. But I highly um, recommend, suggest, encourage you to drink from the spring of living water, which is Jesus Christ, who is always nurturing you always letting you know of his unending love for you, not based on anything you've done, but based solely on what he has done for you. And so this allows your hearts to move towards others without needing needing anything in return from them. And that is just the most glorious place for a two to be and for us to experience you twos because the help and the support and Um, the advice, all the things that you are so good at just comes at us like a wave of gentleness and nurture and care. We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90 minute sessions and there's eight of them. Plus you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today. Now to help others understand twos, let's talk about the twos focus of attention. So when a two walks into a room, what typically just happens? Well, the twos are going to focus their attention on other people's needs and they really desire to meet those needs so they can earn that approval I was speaking of. Now, 
that's just the natural go-to reaction. Now, of course, when they're healthy, they recognize people's needs and are able to move towards them without needing anything in return. Now, of course, if someone says something that's a bonus, it's like, yes, that's awesome. Thank you. But they aren't needing it. Now, the twos, when they're not doing as well, they're going to believe that if they recognize their own needs, that others it will threaten their relationship with others. And so they want to hide their own needs from others and just focus on others' needs. And that's really important for us that love tos to recognize how they're negating themselves and focusing on others. So we want to encourage our twos to have a good balance between taking good care of themselves and good care of others. Because their primary perspective is that they want to show love to others and win their approval. But we need tos to recognize that it is not selfish to take care of themselves. Now twos, let me help you kind of really see a good picture of this because it's, I know your whole thought wiring says, no, but it is, it's selfish. I need to focus on others. Like I get it. Like it, it's like a magnet inside, right? Like you are pulled towards this. But here's the thing. We want to become more like Christ in every way, right? Now, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, exactly. We, Christ served others and you are absolutely right. But here's the thing. Christ took care of himself. Not only was he fully God, he was fully man and his body needed to be well cared for. So you would see Christ a lot of the time alone with the father praying and replenishing himself, maybe with just three of the disciples. And then sometimes with the 12 and occasionally you see him with the masses. So a lot of times what we think in the Christian world is that, oh, to be Christ-like means I have to give of myself so much so that it's a detriment to myself. And that is not the case. Christ took care of himself. I mean, he was even sleeping on a boat that was in a storm. (laughs) So what I want you guys to recognize is that there is the balance of taking good care of ourselves, how God created our bodies, our emotions, and to nurture those so that we're at our best to be able then to extend ourselves to others and twos. When you do that, boy, the things that you will do for others that blesses them and you and glorifies God is just outstanding, insurmountable. I mean, it's just the best thing to experience. Now, the one thing I want to dive into next and help you guys understand a little bit more about the twos is that twos like all the other types, can be healthy, average, and unhealthy. Now, the way we look at it from a gospel lens is that we have the levels of alignment with the gospel. This is where we can be aligned, misaligned, or out of alignment with the truth of the gospel. And this is going to be really helpful in understanding where our heart condition is at any given point in time. And that is what God's focusing on, right? He's not focusing on the outward behavior. He is focusing on the inward manifestations of our heart at any given time. Now, here's the best news is that when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, it is 
him who has done that work in and through us. It is him through his life, death, and resurrection that has made us new and complete. We are now new creations. Everything has been accomplished because of Christ, not us. So our relationship status, no matter where we are, is secure in his work for us. So whether we're healthy, average, or unhealthy, we are his beloved child. Now, when we are healthy, we are trusting, believing, and knowing in who we are in Christ. Our heart and mind are aligned with the truth of the gospel. We know who we are. And therefore, from the overflow of our heart, we live as his beloved, which blesses others. And for twos, when you are in this aligned state, you are absolutely loving, caring, supporting yourself and others from a very selfless place. You aren't needing from others because you are drinking from that spring of living water and that will overflow into others' lives. And so you will also understand where your emotions are and bring them to Christ, whether privately or collectively in a group with others so that he can nurture and care for your emotions, your relationship needs and your physical needs. And you are leaning solely on him and you are able to ask for help. And that can be so hard for twos, but it is good to ask for help. Um, And then you're going to also maintain better boundaries because now you're not needing others to come through for you by them appreciating you or showing appreciation. You are able to have better boundaries by saying, Hey, I see this need in you. Um, I would love to help. Is that something that you would like? And you can let the person decide instead of confidently inserting your help without asking. And that gives room and space for relational growth between you and any other person. But just like all of us, we get in an autopilot or distracted, veering off course, falling asleep at the wheel, you name it. We are just going through life. We have moments of struggle on this side of heaven, right? And that's when we're misaligned with the truth of the gospel, where we are living in our own strength. We might believe, okay, God, I know you're taking care of this area over here, but there's this area over here that I'm not sure if you're doing what I want you to do. So I'm going to take control over here, right? We all do this and sometimes knowingly and sometimes not knowing. And so it's at this kind of autopilot or average place where twos will start to want to or believe they have to actually earn love and affection. And they think they have to earn it by helping, supporting, advising others, basically doing something in order to get. Um, And so what they're going to do is they're going to create dependencies on others, because if they need others to show them gratitude and thankfulness, then they need people who need them, right? And so at this place, in the misaligned category, the twos are going to start to really hide their own needs and emotions from others and themselves, because this could threaten or they believe it will threaten their relationships and keep people from appreciating their helpful support. They also can be um, very defensive and hurt when others show 
that they may have done something wrong or offensive or hurtful because for the two, they believe their heart motive is good, um, that they're trying to help what, you know, I'm just trying to help. Like, why is everyone thinking, you know, I'm doing too much or I'm intruding. I'm just trying to help. Well, it's at this place that the two internally feels that they have to get appreciation from others in order to really kind of take the next step to feel loved and not feel rejected. And so the twos are going to double down their efforts when they're in this misaligned state because they're living in their own strength. They're not resting in the fact that they're already unconditionally loved by Christ. They're already pursued and wanted perfectly by him. And so this makes sense, right? I mean, and we all have these tendencies. And so when we understand our types hardwiring, that when we start to forget who we are in Christ, and we start to live in our own strength, we're going to move in this specific direction. But we can use this as a rumble strip in our life, you know, like on the highway, where we hit the rumble strip, and it wakes us alerts us to get back on the right path. So use this in that way. Instead of heaping self-condemnation, fear, and shame on you, you can go have compassion for yourself and go, oh, my heart is starting to veer off course. Let me come back to the one who already loves me and wants me, the one who took care of me, and it's all completed in him. And then he will move you up the levels of alignment when you have surrendered and depended on him fully, right? Now, here's the thing. We all can be healthy at times in average or autopilot, but then we can really get into these unhealthy places. And this is where our mind is out of alignment with the truth of the gospel, our mind and heart. And we're actually living as if we're an orphan all alone in life. And for a two, this can be where they really believe their worth is completely dependent on the affirmations and appreciation of others. And so at this stage, they're failing to see that they need help, that they need rest, that they need renewal. They double down their efforts and they work harder on the behalf of others, desperate for any drink that others will offer them of affirmation, right? They are so thirsty for this, but it's not going to come in that way. And so what they start to do is they can start to manipulate others, kind of playing the martyr, um, being passive aggressive, or sometimes just aggressive and telling people that they're not showing them the love and connection that they are desperate to get. So the, uh, the other thing is they can also intrude because they do see people's needs and they can intrude and basically insist others receive their help and care. And the more people reflect back on them that they don't like that intrusion, the more the twos will be like, what? I'm just trying to help. But here's the thing. The more the two's heart comes back to the spring of living water, which is Jesus, Jesus Christ, and they drink the fact that they are unconditionally loved and wanted and pursued by Christ and surrendering depending on that, the more their heart rests, the more their heart becomes aligned with the truth of the gospel, the more they live as his beloved, right? And so it is him that works in and through us. And so we just have to open up our arms, surrender and say, thank you, good shepherd, that I can sit in your arms and rest knowing that you have finished everything that needs to be accomplished. You love me despite 
what I have done or what I haven't done. You love me because of what you have done. And that is just so freeing for the type twos. Okay, let's dive into the wings of the type two. The wings are the two numbers on either side of the type two, which is one and three. And anyone can use both the wings a little, a lot, one more than the other. And sometimes one in uh, certain places in life and the other in other places. There's no exact right or wrong in this category. Um, and so just observe your life. Where do you see it popping up? And we can use our wings, the two numbers on either side of us in a healthy, all the way to an unhealthy way as well. And so to recognize, hey, am I using my type one wing in a good way or not so good way? Am I using my type three in a good way? or not so good way, right? So it's all the same aligned, misaligned, or out of alignment. Now, we don't become our wings. Our core motivations stay true to our main type, but we just take on some of these attributes. So a two with a one wing is called the servant. And the ones bring more emotional self-control, objectivity, and seriousness. And the twos bring a sense of warmth and a strength and a, and a sense of moving towards others, rolling up the sleeves and getting things done. This is a very powerful combination of a servant behind the scenes, a more quiet version of the type two. They are happy to not, not necessarily be seen, but just getting things done. They like to improve other people's lives, serving, and they're very driven in seeing the needs and what is the right thing to do on the behalf of others. So this is a great example of teachers out there that have principles and values, but also bring encouragement and warmth. Now, the two with the three wing is called the host or hostess. And these two types are very personable, charming, self-assured, adaptable, and desired to be liked and valued. Now, this combination loves to bless others with their talents. And it could be a wide range of things. It could be anything from cooking, entertaining, bringing social groups together, um, being an MC for something, um, they are very likable and outgoing um, of the type two subtypes. Uh, and so what we want to recognize is that they desire to be seen for their love and for others to reflect back to them how they appreciate all that they have offered. Now, one thing that I really love to help people understanding how they're doing internally is what we call the Enneagram paths. The, these are the paths that you take when you're under stress and growth. The paths are those two lines that are connected to your main type. So type two has lines connected to type four and type eight. Now you can move to the eight and four for you type twos out there. You can move to the four and the eight, both healthy all the way down to unhealthy. But the things I'm going to explain here today is more Enneagram Paths 101. We're just going to focus on the direction of stress and the direction of growth. Now, when you are stressed, type twos, you can take on some of the average to the unhealthy attributes of type eight. Now, remember, you don't become an eight. You are taking on some of those attributes of an eight. Your core motivations are still type two. So what can happen when you're under stress and you take on some of the attributes of an eight is that a type two can become irritable and defensive if their love and support have been ignored or rejected. 
and they can become controlling, aggressive, demanding, and dominating the reactions of others and demanding others to come through for them in a very specific way through appreciation, support, affirmation, connection, and they can become very confrontational and angry. So the twos might actually even threaten to withdraw their support, kind of almost in a form of manipulation to get others to say, oh, no, no, I really do appreciate. Oh, no, that was no, I really do need you. Um, and so we want the twos, we want you to recognize that this again is a rumble strip for you to recognize that you're under stress. And it's much better for you to first and foremost recognize that you're still his beloved child, Christ, Christ's beloved child, still loved, still pursued by him. And all the more that you bring this to him and say, I see that my heart's struggling. I see that I'm demanding or I'm manipulating or I'm irritable, you know, whatever it is. I see I'm under stress and I can't fix this in and of myself. I need you, Christ, to come and work in and through me. And that is exactly what Christ desires to do, right? And so when we do those things, we can then see the two moving in their growth path. Now, let me back up just a second. The more you heap self-condemnation and shame on you or assume you're rejected because of that, the more you actually will double down those efforts in that way. The more you focus your eyes on Christ, the more you drink from that spring of living water, the more he will replenish you and get your eyes fixated on what's true. Then you can grow in your growth path. And the growth path for the two is moving to the healthy attributes of a type four. Again, you don't become a four, you're still a two, but you take on some of these attributes where you might become more aware of your emotions and your need to replenish yourself. And we want you to recognize that this isn't being selfish. Just like Christ took care of his emotions and his needs, so do you. See, fours are very aware of their emotions. And so we're wanting you to move to the healthiest part of four, where there's a balance of self-care and nurture for your emotions. You'll also, when you move in this direction, you'll also be able to discover those emotions and accept painful feelings, which also might be include anger, sadness, and loneliness. And you're not going to just either reject them or put them aside, you're actually going to talk through them and deal with them so that your heart is freed up to then focus on others, right? And that is such a beautiful place. And then the most important thing is it frees you up to believe and trust that you are unconditionally loved by God. Now, some of the things that I would love for you guys to recognize is how uh, you in relationship with the type two in your life how they can get activated into a conflict. And this is so helpful in recognizing our relationships with one another, whether it's a friend, a coworker, a spouse, a parent or child, you name it. It's so important to understand what is activating them because they see and interpret the world differently. So for those that have a two in their life, the things that can activate a two would be something like, um, Let's say the type two is being taken for granted. They've been helping and people ask for more help, but they don't show appreciation or they kind of underappreciate them. They're like, oh yeah, thanks. You know, but it's not the two really thrives off of thank you so much that you took the time 
to buy that gift for me. I know that that took you time, it took you effort, and you were really thinking of me. I so appreciate that. Now, you don't have to go on and on for everything, but just to recognize that the two really gets filled up. Their, their love bank gets filled up the more specific and detailed it is because they've really thought things through and it means a lot to them. So if you negate them or underappreciate them or don't even appreciate them at all, it's going to really activate them into conflict. They also um, are going to be really hurt if their feelings are not heard by others. Now, this is hard because they may not be focusing on their own emotions um, a lot of the time, but they do want to talk through things. And if it's not being addressed by the other person, it can really activate them. They feel rejected. That's a big word for uh, twos is being rejected. Um, and definitely if they're feeling that they're not needed or wanted, that can really stir up um, a lot within them. And what you're going to find is once they are in conflict, the things that might happen is they're going to start to withhold their feelings from others, or they might express their emotions intensely. So it can kind of go either way. They can also really kind of double down where they think others are wrong and how they've done something wrong or how they've hurt them. And they also can either become passive aggressive and manipulative or aggressive, demanding and controlling in order to get people kind of off of them and to not be blamed. It's really hard for the twos to recognize their own role in any given kind of conflict or situation that didn't go well, because the two really struggles to not believe that their heart is not in the right place, that their heart may be and not a good place. Um, and so they really want to defend the fact that, no, my heart is in the right place. And so that can really kind of be activated. But a two that's growing, they're going to ask really great questions of others and guide themselves towards good solutions instead of quickly inserting their advice. So twos are aware that I might have some really good advice and I know that what I have they need but I cannot force it onto them, but I can see if they would like it. And if they don't, I don't have to believe that I am ultimately rejected. Now, that doesn't mean people don't reject us. That could be true. But ultimately, they need to believe that they're not rejected. In fact, it's the opposite. God pursued them when they should have been rejected. And that allows their hearts to rest and allows them to give advice and help others when the other person does want it. And that's such a beautiful place. And then they're going to be patient in waiting for others to say that they need them and be patient for others to say they appreciate them or give them grace if they don't. Because they're reminding them themselves constantly that they are loved and cherished by Christ. And that is so important uh, for them. Now, one thing to remember is that it's really helpful to affirm the twos in your life. Affirmation is key in showing them how you love them. So show them kindness. Um, 
in how you affirm them. Be very aware and attuned to their own growth. When you see a two is taking good care of themselves, filling themselves with what Christ says about them and drinking from that spring of living water, nurturing their emotions and needs, that is a perfect time to affirm your type two that you have in your life. Um, When they point others to Christ instead of just needing them and depending on them. That is another great opportunity to affirm your twos. And when they base their value solely on being Christ's beloved child, instead of others appreciation, that is definitely a time to affirm the twos in your life. Now, what I love about twos is when they're at their best, they are so warm hearted. They're so caring and generous and selfless. They are humble and they give unconditional love, not only to others, but also themselves. But you're also what you're going to see is that they're going to interpret the behavior of others charitably. Like they're going to be like, you know what? They probably did it for these good reasons. They emphasize the good in others. And that is such a needed thing in our society, right? They're going to also, what I love about twos is they maintain this generous, giving support and approach to life without just demanding that their own needs are met. They are truly self-sacrificial. I mean, they will give and give and give, but because they're at their best, they have taken the time to nurture and care for themselves because you cannot pour from an empty cup. So the two at this best place has filled their cup up with a spring of living water, and now they can pour it towards others. Isn't that great? But the last thing is that twos understand that though they know other people's needs and emotions, it's not always wanted or invited. And they ask if it's something someone would like. They give space, they give uh, understanding, they aren't hurt by it. And they trust that God will allow those doors to open or close, but their worth and value are not determined on it. So type twos, I hope that what you're hearing is that God has created you to reflect him in such beautiful ways where you nurture and you care for others just like Christ did. And we absolutely need that from you. So we pray that you will grow in knowing that you are his most beloved child, that you are wanted and pursued by him with this unconditional love, which will free you in living out who you truly are in the most beautiful, selfless way that benefits yourself, but others. So we hope that you guys have learned a lot about the twos in your life or for you type twos. If you want to dive in more, um, For type twos, I highly recommend taking my Exploring You course. This is where I'm going to do some coaching sessions virtually in an online course. There are five sessions that are about uh, 15, 20 minutes each. And there's guide sheets that I walk you through so that you can learn about yourself without becoming overwhelmed. That is a great opportunity for you to take your transformation to the next level. All right. I hope you guys will join us in the bonus episode for type three, but thank you guys so much for joining me for this type two bonus episode. This is Beth McCord with your Enneagram coach, the podcast. We'll see you next time.